the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Big show today. Big, big, big show. We're opening up the phones. Open up the phones. We've got basically two months under our belt, so I finally feel comfortable of like, let's see who's going to call in. But I'm not doing it alone. we got Uncle Mario going to be calling in with us at... uh, Right after the bottom of the hour, so around six thirty-four, six thirty-five. Um, but before that, we got um, we got some topical news. I uh, yesterday I took a video and a photo of little Arthur going to school with his mask on, and I repeated that today um, when I Mary and I took him to school with his mask off, and everyone was applauding. Everybody was so happy that the kids were going into school. The teachers were so happy to see each other's face. And, I mean, this is the crazy part is uh, Arthur's been in school since September. We're in March. I was seeing his classmates' faces for the first time. I mean, that's you don't realize how weird it is until you're confronted with it. But just to show you how, like, all over the place these rules are, after I drop Arthur off, I have to go to court. And when I get to the courthouse without my mask on, they're like, oh, you got to put on a mask. Really? Okay. So then um, I have a nephew, and he's in pre-kindergarten, and he's in another school in another borough. So everybody hears, hell, Arthur gets to go to school without a mask. Maybe our kid is going to go to school without a mask. So the parent writes to the school administrator, and the school administrator says, well, you know, in a very polite, wokish email, well, we don't have a policy in place just yet. However, considering almost all of the students are under five years old and therefore not vaccinated, we'll probably wearing be wearing masks for a long time, at least until spring break. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, like... Come on. If anyone just listened to uh, Katz's show right before us, the doctor said that they were were going at record low numbers now since this whole thing kicked in two years ago. Um, the damage that uh, is has been done to students of all ages, we, you know, we won't really know. We won't know for a long time. You know, I, my heart broke um, in May and June of 2020 that – 
those students got robbed of their senior year in high school. That that was those last for me in nineteen eighty five. March, April, May, June of 1985 were like the, the best months of my life. Somehow or another, I had actually been accepted to college. Um, the, the, the tests really didn't matter. You just had to kind of pass. And we had so much fun. And those kids were all robbed of that. There was Everybody was homeschooled. There were some places there weren't even graduations. But it, it, we're definitely on the road to recovery. And I am very, very, very happy about that. Again, we could use a little. We could use a little consistency. So if you're at a Catholic school, you don't have to wear a mask. But down the road, you do have to wear a mask. Arthur, my 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 little son, doesn't have to wear a mask in Catholic school. But Luca, my old son, my old. No, he's not old. He's fifteen. You're not old, right, Luca? No. Okay, Luca's here with me today just to make sure when Uncle Mario does the. The Godfather quiz, and people start calling in. If anybody gets out of control, I got Luca here as the enforcer to make sure we're going to be okay. But here's so I drop Arthur off at school without a mask, and I pick Luca up from school with a mask. Wow, what's up? But whatever, we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, I go into the courtroom. The judge has a mask on, but one of the court officers doesn't have a mask on. Um, Hopefully, this is all behind us, and in a few. I don't know, weeks, this will really be all behind us. And again, two years under our belt and it'll be gone. Today, today is Ash Wednesday. And for those of us who are in the involved in the whole Catholicism thing, um, you're supposed to go to church, you're supposed to get the ashes on your head. I didn't do that. I, um, I, yeah, I know, I know. And, but you know who else didn't do it? Well, I have a good reason why I didn't do it. I yeah, I know, but who else didn't get ashes today? Oh, was it Joan? What's the song? I need the song. I need the song. Hurry up. Where is it? Yep, Joan. The Lord is saying. Joan is here today without ashes. Now, I will give Harold Ford of Fox News, the former congressman from Tennessee, I will give him credit because he appeared today uh, on the Five on Fox News, which is. Uh, that show often gets the highest rating in all of television, um, definitely all of cable, and it's on at five o'clock, not at eight o'clock at night. And Harold Ford did his whole hour show with the with the ashes. And what are the ashes? The ashes are the palms from Palm Sunday that are then burnt and turned into ashes and put on your head in the sign of a cross. And this is the beginning of the Lenten season. So last night, as I sat on my desk. Uh, until very late preparing uh, this murder trial. that will be starting next week. Um, I said, well, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to have a blowout on Fat Tuesday all by myself on my desk? So I did something insane for me. I went outside around 8 p.m. I went across the street to Wendy's. And I got a double bacon, bourbon, baconator, bourbon, hamburger with French fries, and six um, uh, chicken nuggets. I never, ever, ever eat that. But I am giving up for Lent. Um, I'm going to give up bread, which I love so much, and probably pasta will come along with that. And that is a sacrifice to, that I am making to just k- kind of keep me humble. And, you know, I try to give up alcohol, but I'm going you know, to be honest, I, it's very hard for me to go dry. So I try to do my best, but I usually winds up I go damp. Um, so today there's, there's, there's on Wednesday, the way I was raised by my grandmother, Mary Piazza, Mary Favia Piazza from 
born in New York, but uh, originally from Sicily, is we didn't eat meat not only on Fridays, but my grandmother would not eat meat on Wednesdays and Fridays. Those were two fish days. Uh, I was taken a little bit by surprise when I asked Luca, what is he giving up for Lent? And Luca said, I'm not getting giving up anything. I'm adding something. Luca, tell us, what are you adding for Lent? I'm eating more fruit. So now that's a first. I've uh, I've never heard anyone add something for Lent. But you know what? All kidding aside, this is a good time for reflection. Last night was the State of the Union, uh, and they, the President of the United States gave us his view of the world, past, present, and future. Obviously, there's tragedies and death going on in Ukraine. The, the, the crime in the subways is up 200 percent. Um, this for whether you're a Catholic or not, you could use these 40 days as an opportunity for reflection. Look in the mirror, maybe step on the scale, uh, maybe look at your significant other. How could you be a better person? How could you be better to yourself? How could you be better to those around you? And, you know, you could use this Lenten season as a little calendar, as a little uh, uh, boundaries as to how to be very, very special. I remember my Aunt Nancy, what she, it's kind of like Luca adding something. What she did during Lent was she went to church every day just for those 40 days. Um, And, you know, if you go to church during the week, it's about a 20-minute endeavor. But you got to get there and you have to participate, et cetera, et cetera. So during this period of the Lenten season, we should all take good care of ourselves, take care of others, and we should pray. And we should pray about our leaders. You know, I, I'm going to talk about the State of the Union in a moment. But uh, I always root for the President of the United States, whomever that is. And I, I was rooting very hard for, for President Biden last night. And by my standards, he did what needed to be done. Now, I need to get down to some business here. Ready for the number? Eight seven seven nine seven zero two nine nine nine. Who thinks they can run with Mario Romano when it comes to Godfather trivia? Eight seven seven nine seven zero two nine nine nine. You're going to be given five questions. You got to get three out of the five correct, and we will send you the Idola Power Hour pint glass. So call on in eight seven seven nine seven zero two nine nine nine. We're not going to take the call until like six thirty two. So you can um, hang on hold for a little while if you would like, but hold on to your godfather pants because these are going to be really serious questions. All right. I'm waiting for the phones to light up. 877-970-2999. All right, so let's talk about my friends at Connors and Sullivan. Let's talk about my friend, Mike Connors, who is just a, a, a sweet man. And, you know, when you have to sit down and talk to someone about what life is going to be like if you're not here, the, the uh, bedside manner of a lawyer matters, matters a lot. And Mike Connors has that bedside manner that you would want. So... If you need a will, if you don't have one or you haven't done one in a long time or a trust or a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy or a living will, or you just need to sit down with Mike or one of the fine attorneys that work with him and 
Tell them about your finances. Tell them about your loved ones. Tell them about your plans. Tell them what you would like to happen if you're no longer here. Sit down with the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan, and they will make the plan that's right for you. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. Visit them for a no-obligation, free consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person consultation with an attorney at any of the convenient locations. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, or Staten Island. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 Elvis Costello, the second Elvis uh, in my uh, musical arsenal. But this Elvis is much more near and dear to my heart because when I was Luca's age, when I was 15, uh, Chris Glynn, my best, 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 best buddy from when I was a little boy till now, um, said he had tickets to go see Elvis Costello and the attractions at the Forest Hill Tennis Stadium. And it was the summer that I was 15 years old and I went to go see Elvis Costello and I love his music. And the reason why sometimes I let these songs play out is as per your request, I have so many people who tell me that they really enjoy the bumper music coming in and coming out and they're in their cars and they want to hear more of it. So um, that's why you get to hear a little extra music. Thanks to Mike, to Mr. Matt Sambolino. So let's talk about the State of the Union real quick. I'm not I'm not going to get into the substance. There are radio shows all over the world where you can talk about the substance. Um, I want to talk about things from a very human perspective. First of all, I know he's the President of the United States, and I know he's achieved that. But as someone who does a fair amount of public speaking myself, to think that Joseph Biden was born and, and grew up with a tremendous speech impediment who really stuttered like, significantly uh, very very strongly and he overcame that and to speak last night the way he did just as a from a human being point of uh, a positive story to see someone to overcome that god-given adversity right you how do how are you why are you stuttering because something isn't working the right way um and he came he overcame it and, you know, he delivered a speech last night that I was comfortable with, 
that showed, you know, that he wasn't sleeping and he wasn't straying from the script and he stayed on target. And yes, he stepped over some of his lines and yes, he stepped over some of the applause lines. But, you know, there were a couple of points. I love the fact that he said fund the police. He said fund the police in the State of the Union. He said it here on uh, when when he spoke in one police plaza but he said it on the on the international stage so that should put an end to all of this defund the police bs um i also like the fact that for the first time and this was all over twitter for the first time someone spoke about these 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 pits where you know that that the toxins that come out of them kill the soldiers around them these burn pits that incinerate waste the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home, many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. And a lot of, if you went on the internet today, a lot of Marines, a lot of soldiers who dealt with those those burn pits. And that's what exactly they are. They're basically incinerators. But they throw everything in there. And the, the fumes that come out are just, they're, they're deadly. They're basically deadly. They kill you. And there were a lot of soldiers who took to the airwaves today and social media and thanked the president for bringing that up. Now, while I was watching the speech, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm working on this murder case. I'm going through all of the discovery, writing out cross-examinations. But I have it on... And then I heard someone like yelp, and there was a big, a lot of booze. So I rewound it, and um, we're going to hear exactly what happened. I know. One of those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. I don't know for sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that his hooch was near, in Iraq, and earlier than that in Kosovo is the cause of his brain cancer and the disease of so many other troops. But I am committed to find out everything we can. Listen, it's just disrespectful. They did it to Obama a couple of years ago. It's just disrespectful. I mean, period, amen. There are so many forums now for people's voices to be heard. And he's talking about these burn pits, right, these fire pits, that, which, which again, it's just releasing toxins all over the place. And... uh then he's he's gonna the speech he's morphing into his dead son, which is why he didn't run for Congress. I'm sorry, why he didn't run for president the, the last time when Hillary was ran, uh, because he couldn't get over the he was the grief was so he was so grief stricken, and you know they uh, yes, 13 people died in the withdrawal from Afghanistan. No one's gonna say that that was a a, a good withdrawal and and it could have been executed better, but it, it's just inappropriate. To heckle the president of the United States. And you heard the the colleagues, um, Representative Boebert's colleagues, they gasped, they booed her. And, you know, she's standing by what she did, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not the way to go. You know, um, I thought that the president came out strong talking about Ukraine. You know, it's it, it, that situation needs to be settled. Russia is just it's too powerful and they're going to overwhelm Ukraine. Um I looked at today when Sam Bellino gave me the list of today's birthdays, celebrity birthdays. Today is Mikhail Gorbachev's 91st birthday. What is he thinking? I w- that's who I would love to speak to right now. What is Mikhail Gorbachev, 
who along with uh, President Reagan and then right after him, President Bush, you know, tore down that wall and, and really brought the, an end to the Cold War. What is he thinking about Vladimir Putin and about what's going on right now? Do, do we have, is it just that Putin wants uh, Ukraine to make a pledge and have NATO make a pledge that they will never be close part of NATO? Or is he trying to recreate the Soviet Union? Right now, we don't know. But what do we know? We know that people are dying. We know they blew up the television tower. We know that the more civilians are being killed. And yes, it's great if you look at these news reports. Oh, the Russians' morale is drip, is falling, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They'll have more troops behind them and then more troops behind them. Uh, you know, I, I question the um, wisdom of the president of the United States saying that uh, America is now a no-fly zone for Russian aircraft. Not that there's a lot of Russian aircraft that flies over America, but like what's going to happen if they do fly a plane over America? Uh, well, we're going to shoot it down? I don't think so. We're going to send up our, our fighter jets and force it down? Maybe. And then what? Arrest the pilots? Um, you know, I, or, or maybe we'll just, we, the civilians, will never know if, if a Russian airplane does fly overhead. I don't know. I do know that I don't like death, I don't like killing, I don't like war, and although Putin may be unreasonable, Zelensky may have to give in or give up on certain aspects of things to stop the death, period, amen. We just got to stop the death. He has, Zelensky has all of the resources around him, right? The whole world is around him. He's the new, you know, American hero. I'm not American hero, world hero. Good. God bless him. But now, I don't think he should be using the the personal capital that he has to c- continue to wage a war with Putin. He's got to use the personal capital that he has to figure out how to sit down with Putin or his ambassador or whoever it is to say, we got to get rid of, we got to stop this. We have to figure out how to stop this. Okay, well, well tell me what your, your demands are. Tell me what you need. And um, let's figure it out. Um, in more local news... The much more local news, you know, when you talk about New York and what makes New York great, it's got to do with number one is crime, right? If we don't fight crime, the other fights don't matter. That was Joe Hines's logo when he ran for office. That was his motto. If we don't fight crime, other other fights don't matter because it doesn't matter how good everything else. If the streets are clean and the the, the museums are open, but you're afraid to go there, then it doesn't matter. So we got to get over the crime hurdle. But we also have to take care of our education, our educational system. And David Banks, the chancellor today, spoke. He gave his first big speech, and he basically said three things. He's going to break up the bureaucracy inside of schools to get more access, to to give children more access to the programs that they need. He's going to focus on low-income students to make sure they get the support that they need. And they want to promote a healthy living in schools. Take a guess Say out loud right now in billions what the budget is for the Board of Ed, for the Department of Ed. Sam Bellino, what do you think the budget is for the Department of Ed in uh, billions? Jeez, uh, $3 billion. How about $38 billion? That's ridiculous. Do you know what the, the, what the whole budget is for the whole state of Illinois with that little place called Chicago is? $44 billion. Oh, my goodness. So uh, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but the, what, what, what the chancellor said is the 32 superintendents will have to reapply for their jobs. He's going to shake things up from the top to the bottom and make it the best system we can be. 
Speaking of a best system, it is time to call in 877-970-2999. 877-970-2999. We have three lines open. 877-970-2999. We already got two people on hold. 877-290-2999. Stand by for the Godfather quiz. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So when I started in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office, uh, February the 1st of 1993, I, um, I was assigned, after I did some training, I was assigned to um, a zone called the Blue Zone. There were five colors, which I was kind of told I should want, that's where I wanted to be. And I was um, assigned to a prosecutor who was a year older than me, but he was like a senior prosecutor, maybe he's a year and a half older than me, Emilio Grillo. And uh, it was a glorious time in America, in the world, because there was no um, internet. There was no digit. Everything was analog. Everything was written down. Everything was in books. And life was just slower. In 1993, life was slower. So we, um, we had some free time. And let's face it, it was a city job. And, and there supervision, although they were great at teaching you how to be a prosecutor, you know, they weren't killing you, at least not in the beginning when you started. So one afternoon, uh, Emilio says to me, you, you ever watch The Godfather? Now, I lied, I think, or I forget how it went down, but I acted like I knew about The Godfather, but I didn't really know about The Godfather um, because, as I mentioned, it wasn't something you really watched in the Idala household for reasons we could get into another time. But now I love The Godfather. And any list, any single list that you go on, greatest movies of all time, The Godfather is on it. Emilio takes me from the third floor in the blue zone of tr- of the of the blue zone, and we go up to, I want to say the seventh floor, the sixth floor, where the narcotics grand jury, where my good friend Terry Fabi was running the show, and he goes, "I'm going to introduce you to Mario Romano." It was Mario Romano and a stenographer, Chris Russo. They put together this test, um, and there were 150 questions, all relating to The Godfather. Mario's questions were primarily about dialogue, and Chris's questions were primarily about things you would see during the course of the movie. Um, that, that is the greatest gift that Emilio Grillo ever gave me was introducing me to Mario Dominic Romano because he has become one of my dearest and closest and best, best, best friends. Luckily, he stays up late, so when I leave the office at 12 and 1 in the morning, he's the person who I always call when I'm on my ride home. Mariucci, you there, brother? I'm here, Arturo. How are you doing? Did I, did I get it pretty good or what? 
You did. You did. Exactly. All right. All right. We uh, we finished our work pretty early in narcotics grand jury. We had nothing to do in the afternoon. So Mr. Russo and I devised this test. All right. Well, I think I'm dude. I think we're going to go right to the phones. Uh, Sam Bellino, we got like, are we going to have like a little way to tell people they only got 10 seconds here? Uh, yeah, I have a timer ready to go. You're on it? Yeah. All right. Who are we going to first? We're going to Rosalind? Let's go, Rosalind. All right, Rosalind. Hi, Rosalind. It's Arthur Idala. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm, where are you calling from, Rosalind? New High Park. Oh, beautiful. Okay. You're, love, you're live and local. Okay. Well, uh, you sound very beautiful, Rosalind. So, do you, I like, do you want to participate in this quiz or do you just want to ask Mario a couple of questions? No, I'll participate. My husband and I are going to try to answer the questions. All right. Mario. (laughs) Okay. All right, Mario, let's start with a real ground ball kind of question. Okay. All right. Uh, So um, what's the uh, opening line of the movie, the first movie? The opening line of the movie. The opening line of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> See, Mario, we did well Mar- on that one. Mario thought it was a, right. Mario thought it was an easy question. All right, go ahead, number two, Mario. All right, so I guess with regard to the beginning of the movie, who is the Don talking to in the opening scene? Who is who talking to? Uh, Don Corleone, Don, the boss. Corleone, who is he talking to? He's, the he's talking to his son. Okay, that's not correct. <laughs> All right, Mario, let's give him one. Let's give him one more, Mario. Let's give him one more. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, we have to watch Michael... the movie again. All right. What is um? What's the name of the uh, the gentleman that that uh, that the Don's daughter, uh, Connie? What's the name of the gentleman that uh, that she's marrying in the beginning of the movie? Um, give me a minute. Oh, yes, yes, I know. James Conn. Um, um, uh, it was James Conn. Rosalind? Uh, James Conn was her brother. <laughs> Rosalind, I think we're going to just send you a big hug and kiss. Oh. <laughs> and I have a feeling that you're going to have enough juice to get an Idola Power Hour pint glass anyway. So I'm not oh, that yeah. worried. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. Now, Mario, Mario, we got to take things to another level here because I don't know if this call board is correct or not. It's all lit up, but there's one name here. But there's still room now that they hung up. We still have room for another call in. 877-970-2999. Mario, it says the board is identified as Frank Morano. Now, Frank Morano, if if anybody doesn't know who he is, He's basically currently the greatest uh, talk radio host on the airwaves in the United States of America. But And I give him, if this is the real Frank Morano, I give him credit for identifying himself because my favorite segment of the week is something on Fridays where his first hour of his show from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. is Ask Frank Anything. And he lists topics that he's an expert on, like pro wrestling and um, during a certain period of time and um, organized crime figures and local politics and cigars. He throws a whole bunch out there. But he also says, Mario, that he's an expert in The Godfather. So let's is this the real Frank Morano? Hello? 
Hello? It is it is indeed, and you can also hear me right here on AM 970 still every Sunday morning uh, starting at 8 a.m. Uh, it's still a great station to be on, and I uh, love being on with John Katzmatidis every Sunday, and I appreciate your nice words, Arthur, and congratulations on the show. I listen uh, just about every day, even when it makes uh, my son Carmine cry. Mario I, Mario, I think it really is Frank Morano. So now it's a little, let, let me be transparent. I mean, okay, we're playing for this mug, uh, this pint glass. Frank Morano's going to get at least three of these pint glasses, whether he answers this right or wrong, because I want him to think of me every time he has a cold libation. So, but let's test him out, Mario. Take it away, brother. I mean, Frank, I hear you're some kind of an expert. I mean, how uh, how good are you? Well, I, I, not as good as Arthur makes it sound like. I, I'll, you know, but give me, I'll, maybe we could start moderate and work our way up in terms of All difficulty. Right. All right. So Sonny is beating up Carlo. You know that scene, correct? Yes. All yes. Right. As he's beating him up, there is a truck in the middle of the street. It takes up about 80% of the screen. What's mm-hmm. written on that truck? R- Rheingold. Correct. Very good. Next. Behind, behind Carlo, as he's getting beaten up, is a poster. It's partially covered up. It's a presidential poster. Uh, who's, who's on that poster? Uh, Thomas Dewey. Correct. All right. Now, when Tom Hagen is talking to Jack Waltz, Jack Waltz rattles off um, a bunch of uh, racial slurs. I want you to tell me how many and give me give them to me in the correct order. Um, uh, two. Uh, one was a, a, a slur for a German. One was a, sl- a term for an Irishman. Well, it's not correct. No, so there, oh, okay. there, he gave him he gave him several seven racial slurs. He said, "I don't care how many Dago, Guinea Wap, Greaseball, Goombas come out of the woodworks." He says, "I'm German Irish." Well, let me tell I you see, something, I my okay. make friend. Yes, right. got it. Okay, I, I I think I misunderstood a little bit the answer, but uh, fair enough, fair enough. Even Let, uh, let's go two more, good. Mario. Let's go two more with Morano. Even Babe Ruth didn't hit a home right. run in every at bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so with regard to the opening line of the movie, uh, what is the opening line of the movie? I believe in America. Okay. And with regard to the uh, – that's correct. I'm sorry. With regard to uh, the, uh, the job that uh, he gives uh, uh, to, for Bonacera, who does he tell Tom Hagen? Who does the Don tell Tom Hagen to give the job to to take care of this job? For the, uh, well, it, it, somebody that, uh, you know uh, – that he didn't want to get too crowded, uh, carried away because we're not murderers in spite of what that uh, Undertaker thinks. Um, I think it was uh, Clemenza. Absolutely right. Very yeah! good. Yeah! Woo! All right. And we, and we got to hear a little Carmine in there. Did we hear a little Carmine in there? That's right. He's here now. He's, uh, he's embarrassed that his father got the uh, Tom Hagen waltz question wrong. So uh, we're going to have to go do a remedial Godfather viewing. All right. Morano, we love you. Frank, You're the I best. More, I, I think it was more that he misunderstood the question than, than that he got it wrong. I have to. Well, yeah, he's used to his father misunderstanding <laughs> things. That's exactly what his uh, mother has been All saying. All right, I want to get him. one more in, Morano. I love you. I hate okay. to cut you off. I wish you were my co-host. I'll talk yeah, to you in a little bit. Take care. Bye-bye. All Thank right, you. we got Sam from Brooklyn, New York. Sam, how you feeling? Mr. Mario, you asked a question, but you're the expert. But you ever asked a question... About the Godfather before, but you didn't know the answer? You weren't certain? Anyone ask you a question like that? 
Uh, oh. Once in a while, but it doesn't happen often. Well, but give me give me an example. When you were asked a question about the Godfather, what you didn't know, you the expert. Hello. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't recall because I'm sure I went. Are you uh, ever asked about when when Michael got married to Apollon in, in in Sicily and when they're alone together on their honeymoon night? Were you ever asked that question? I was asked that question uh, by one particular gentleman. I've been asked that question about 20 times by the same individual. I think it was you. All right, we got to go. Thank you. In Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi Dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, featuring its industry leading Mitsubishi 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732 86 Happy birthday, Bon Jovi! How, how old is Bon Jovi today? I mean, he can't be. Well, he's sixty. No. Yeah. Wow. Holy Moses! How does Bon Jovi turn sixty? He's like a kid. Um, well, I want to thank Mario Romano, and you know, I'm I'm throwing a bouquet to Frank Morano. I I will say, not I'm not taking anything away from Morano's brilliance on on the Godfather theme, but I will say. That Mario did take a little bit of gas, his foot off the gas a little bit. He didn't ask the hard question that Mario knows he's always got in his belt, which has something to do with days of the week. But um, look, the Rheingold, the Thomas Dewey, I mean, that's those are legitimate questions and legitimate answers. So hats off to um, Frank Morano. It's interesting because one of my dearest friends, Chris Hassan, Whose today is his brother Joe Hassan's fifty fifth birthday, and Joe left us on September eleventh. Um, you know he's giving me a hard time because you know I really didn't get into the substance of Biden's speech, but you know he's telling me here. Well, hold on a second. Let me let me get it. Let me quote it correctly. Yeah, his loser son Hunter slept with his dead brother's wife. Hey, you know, does that really make him a bad guy? He was terrible. What speech impediment? Forget about his speech impediment. He's now the president of the United States. Look, it was hilarious. The reason why I'm not getting into the substance of the State of the Union is when it was over, just for fun, I put on MSNBC for seven minutes, and they said it was the greatest speech of all time. Then I flipped over to Fox News, and they said it was the worst speech of all time. I then did click over to Shep Smith at... uh, uh, CNBC, and I must say it was definitely uh, a little bit more um, down the middle. Uh, they they were they uh, some commentators I should know, but you know were and even though they're affiliated with NBC, they were critical of the president of the United States of some of uh, the things that he said. Shep himself was a little critical of the president of the United States, but on the flip side, 
they were also highlighted some positive things that he said. Um, so I, I just it, it it frustrates me sometimes. And of course, Chris Hassan knows how much I love him. I know he's listening. Um, but it just frustrates me when human beings see Donald Trump's face and whatever he says or does has to be wrong. And then there's another set of human beings, <clears throat> where they see Biden's face and whatever he says or does is wrong. You know, and that's not healthy. It's not healthy for, for you as a human being to have such a visceral reaction to someone. And then it's not healthy as a country. You know, someone today in the radio industry said to me, would you have Donald Trump on as a guest? Of course I would have Donald Trump on as a guest. Would I have to have my head examined? Not to have Donald Trump on as a guest. Um, yeah, there's plenty of questions I would I would want to ask him. And I would ask him, he's the former president of the United States. I have a tremendous amount of respect for anyone who holds that office. And I would ask them in a very respectful, appropriate way. Even if, you know, there are things that he did and said that I don't agree with. Um, speaking of something I don't agree with, and I made this clear to everyone in my law firm, there's an article in today's, I think it was in today's law journal, Judge Kamen showed it to me, that there are law firms that they're so afraid of their associates and the wokeness and the political correctness and the employment law statutes that they are telling the associates in the firm, that is the lower people in the firm, come back to work, come back into the office full time, and we'll give you a $25,000 bonus. Come on. Just to show up for a job that you're getting paid for? For a job that you went to law school for, you kicked your butt, uh, b- busted your butt, and took the bar exam for, and th- th- on top of your salary, which is one of these big law firms, so it's already hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're going to give you twenty-five grand to come to the office. Wow, I mean that's just ridiculous. I mean it really is. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, under the well, here's ridiculous: a drunk airline pilot was removed from an airplane in Buffalo. With a blood alcohol content level twice the legal limit. Idiot. Now, yeah, I mean that's that that that's a little scary. I, okay, look, it depends on how much you weigh and what you what you've eaten, and but to drive a car by yourself and maybe have one too many—that's bad. To drive a plane with dozens of people on it—that that's 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 unacceptable. We will see. How and if this person gets charged and with what crime? Um, speaking of alcohol, since we're on the topic, um, take out cocktails. We talked about it before, but the governor is really pushing for this, and the people who are really pushing against it uh, is um, the, the the liquor stores. The liquor store says, "Listen, there's 3,500 liquor stores in the state of New York, and we employ 35,000 people." Um, and you're going to put us out of business. I don't, I'm not buying it. I don't think, I'm not, if I marry an order's takeout from Gino's or from L&B or from Ponte Vecchio, and I say, you know what, have them throw in a vodka and tonic, which I would never do anyway if I'm home, that's not going to stop me from going to the liquor store and buying some wine and buying some uh, a bottle of single malt scotch or et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think that their panic is justified. Um and you know, look, I remember the, like we were talking about New Orleans, and yesterday was Fat Tuesday. I remember the first time I went to New Orleans, 
1992. And the young lady who I was there visiting picks me up from the airport. She goes, you want a daiquiri or a margarita? I'm like, okay, sure. And we pull into a drive through booze place. You literally, it's like a McDonald's or it's not a McDonald's, but I forget what it was called. It may have been a Pat O'Brien's. And you pull in and they like hand you two frozen daiquiris or two two frozen margaritas th- into your car. I thought it was stunning. Um, I, I'm not exactly advocating for like handing people alcohol as they're driving. Um, one piece of the governor's budget, and I got to be honest with you, this I don't get, is that when I say the budget, I mean the, the, this piece of legislation that she wants to do about takeout booze is it does not, N-O-T, not eliminate the open container law. So you could walk around the street smoking a fatty. Um, you could order out the, the, the booze. You can kind of carry it as long as it's not open. But no, don't crack the beer open and have a sip while you're walking down the street. I would love us to do a little investigative uh, reporting on where that original uh, where that original uh, law came from and what's the genesis of why can't you walk down the street drinking a beer? Uh, I you know I really don't know. Um, oh wow, Chris Hassan's mad at me. Why are you mad at me, Chris? Why don't you call in, tough guy? I'm going to open up the lines again tomorrow, and you could call in. He said, "Foul, not fair." What's not fair? I'm being honest. I'm, I'm look. This is what this show is all about. You're one of my closest friends, and if you're going to rag on me, you, which you're totally allowed to do, um, I and, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who totally agree with you. By the way. I'm positive. I'm not like guessing. There's a lot of people who think what Biden did and he wasn't strong enough yesterday. He wasn't powerful enough. He didn't uh, highlight the, um, the 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 family suffering from inflation. Gas in some places is going up to seven dollars a gallon. Crime in some places is going through the roof. So yeah, he didn't. He did, there's plenty of things that he didn't do great, and there's other things that I think you know he handled himself. Well enough. So, Chidrulo, we'll have a beer this weekend, and you could rag on me more, and maybe you could educate me. I have an open mind. I have a very open mind. So, I'm I'm sure as a as a teacher, you're there. You're teaching the youth of America. I am sure you can educate me the way you educate your son Julian, the way you educate Luca, and all of those around you. That's a gift that God has given you. So maybe you can impart some of your wisdom to me, my brother. Um, speaking of good positive stories. Who is the voice of Darth Vader? James Earl Jones. Well, the Court Theater on Broadway, C-O-R-T, Theater on Broadway, will be renamed the James Earl Jones Theater. Uh, and listen, he's a, a icon of the world of entertainment on so many levels. He's 91 years old. He's been on Broadway in 21 shows. 21 Broadway shows. He's been in more than 100 films. Besides Star Wars, coming from America, he's had a storied career. And I don't really know any Broadway shows that are named, like, who's named after Broadway shows. So good for James Earl Jones, or Broadway theaters. Good for James Earl Jones. That's another piece of great news for New York City. We're short because we're playing basketball. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.